What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I'm not going to, so quit asking. When you give me a hard time. For the listeners that didn't get to go. This is the payback. Alabama wins! What you did last year really doesn't matter. Our goal is to have the kind of team that nobody wants to play. Hi. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. And Alabama fans, have we got a treat for you. We were able to source a interview with Dusty Thibodeau with the Warhawk Report. And uh, you know you're in for a good football conversation when the name pops up on the Zoom and, it, Zoom and it's Dusty Thibodeau. That's just that's just perfect. And, uh, in fact, we have a really good conversation. Uh, he has a lot of information, a lot of knowledge about the Warhawks, which is uh, truly exciting. And uh, he brought it up before the interview, and he sort of worked it in, which I thought was great. Uh, but this season actually marks the 15th anniversary of um, the Warhawks coming to Tuscaloosa and uh, beating our Crimson Tide. So I don't know. Uh, we need to be careful. Everyone take care of their business. I don't know that that's in the offing this Saturday, but uh, it was neat to think back. Gosh, that's been 15 years ago, and what a ride it's been. And so uh, we certainly have enjoyed that. All right, enough of the preamble. I'm going to jump in, pass the torch, interview, go. Hello and welcome back, Alabama fans, and have we got a treat for you. We've got Dusty with the Warhawk Report. Dusty, how are you tonight? Good, man. You didn't want to try to pronounce Thibodeau to, to give it the full Cajun effect there of the Warhawks? You know, when I think of Thibodeau, you know, you say that, I think of an old Dan Beard album. Dan Beard used to be a, a lead singer with um, the Georgia Satellites, and uh, he had a song, and uh, uh, he, he, and, he, and, he, and he sort of hit the emphasis, Thibodeau, uh, 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 Louisiana. Uh, in the song, so every time I hear Thibodeau or, or, or think of Thibodeau, Thibodeau, I think of uh, I think of that song. So there you go. And, and and the Warhawks are definitely fans of Thibodeau right now, having beaten Nickel State last week, thirty-five-seven. So it's fresh. Oh, there the you Warhawks. go. See, it all connects. It all connects. It all connects. <laughs> I love it. But Dusty, talk to us about uh, you know the Warhawks' uh, second-year coach uh, Terry Bowden. Alabama fans might might know a little bit about him. Uh, but talk about what he's doing uh, there in Monroe with uh, with the Warhawks. 
Yeah, I mean, it's no secret. You do the Google searches, you listen to Sports Talk Radio, you know ULM, lowest budget in all FBS football. Until here recently in the lowly Sunbelt Conference, and now, you know, the Sunbelt definitely making a huge name for themselves amongst the the G5 there. But Terry Bowden really coming in to try to right the ship, build a program from the ground up, a program that, you know, is way removed from a 1987 1AA National Championship over Marshall and wins in, uh, over Idaho that season and, and several other of the traditional FCS powerhouses. But his job is really to right the ship, build a program, get the program to where they can be a consistent uh, competitive team, go to the bowl games, go uh, towards the upper end of the Sunbelt Conference, and maybe even try to win a Sunbelt Conference championship. A long road ahead of him, but definitely the plans are, are for him to be the man to really lead that. You know, when you talk about building a program from the ground up, and I was going to work this in somewhere, but here's as good a place as any. When I look at the roster – it's almost mathematically impossible to comprehend the number of freshmen and sophomores on the roster. He is really building that. He truly is building that program up or, or the roster from the ground up. Yeah. You know, there, there's a good mix of portal guys, but he's really been kind of hesitant to take very many of them knowing that it's kind of like the traditional Juco guys where you have them for two years Really, they're only effective for one year because that first year they're kind of learning your system, your program. And so he wants the guys that are going to be there for the four or five in the weird COVID craziness, six years, to really build the culture, to build and, and really instill that that culture of winning, that culture of doing whatever it takes in the offseason and before the games to make sure that we're shining and, and looking good on Saturdays. Right. You can tell the way he's doing it. He's really bought bought in for for the for the long term. He's not bringing it like you said. He's not bringing in a bunch of guys to get a splashy record and and try to go somewhere. He is building this up. And uh, again, I I think I, I first noticed it on the linemen uh, looking at a roster. There's 23 linemen I saw on the roster. One junior, no seniors, and uh, a, a lot of youngsters. Now there's some red shirts in there, sort of mixes up. But uh, as I went up and down the roster, there was just a lot of youngsters. And uh, looks like, like you said, strategically bringing in some guys, uh, but just really building uh, a young roster. And uh, that might be fun to see how, how this team uh, progresses, not only over the course of the balance of this season, but uh, certainly future seasons. Hey, let's talk about a playmaker. I think you, I think you guys have yourself one there at that quarterback position, Chandler Rogers. Uh, you know, he only goes six foot, uh, you know, a buck 94, but he's sturdy and uh, has some some really good athleticism. You know, he's completing 77% of his passes. He threw to 10 different receivers, so he's distributing the ball sort of point guard style and uh, athletic enough to run. He had a nice uh, big run last last week for a touchdown uh, on one of our, our, our replay and really planted his foot and, and ran it in for the touchdown. Talk about what uh, Tide fans can expect to see from Chandler. Yeah, he's a, he's a guy that, you know, he has to be mobile. He has to be kind of agile, knowing that the offensive line is still trying to gel, still trying to come together. So you're going to see him maybe with a little bit too happy of feet in the backfield, but I think that that's really going to help him extend the plays and, as you said, get those receivers that those few seconds they need in order to get open downfield. But he's a smart kid. I mean, a, a guy that really already grasped the offense, having been in it two years. Last year, split time with Rhett Rodriguez of uh, Rich Rod, now at Jacksonville State. 
But I tell you, the fans really wanted Chandler Rogers all season long because they felt like he really gave the Warhawks the best chance to compete and really put themselves in possession. And last year, even though it was it was coming off of an 0-10 season, it was a frustrating year at 4-8, and eight, and everyone goes, you know, the, the expectation was two wins by the Vegas odds, four wins. You were less than a score from being 7-5 and five on the season, first year under Terry Bowden. So it's frustrating to see how close it is, and a guy like Chandler Rogers can be the difference maker to really turn the tide in those games. Yeah, absolutely. He definitely looks like a playmaker. He's going to be a fun one to watch Saturday and and uh, into the future. You know, the receiving core, it looks like Jevin Frett is uh, sort of the leading receiver, uh, but a lot of guys catching balls. Again, sort of 10 different receivers uh, last week. Who who are some of the playmakers for Tide fans to watch out for? Yeah, Jevin Frett's definitely been one of the big targets there that he's like throwing to. Zach Rasmussen at the tight end position. You can't overlook the, the best name in all of college football, Bo- uh, Boogie Knight, at yes. the receiver position. Followed Bowden down from Akron uh, as a uh, graduate transfer now. The guy's good, but I think that his name is out there so much that you'll see he's double, triple teamed, and he just doesn't have the opportunities to even get the targets to make the play. Maybe that's good, and that frees up a lot of the other guys on the other side of the line. But we just haven't seen the production that we've wanted out of him, especially for having just such a great name that right. you just want to jump all over. Right. You definitely want to see some action there. Talk about uh, Alfred Luke. He had a 68-yarder yard uh, last week. Uh, is, is he the speedster on the edge to watch out for? He's definitely got some speed. I think a lot of that, though, was just mismatches against the Nichols Colonels. Um, definitely not something that we saw in week one against Texas. And, and, you know, something that we probably will not see this week against Alabama. But it, it, it's anxious to, I'm anxious to see in two weeks when we're playing Louisiana Lafayette kind of how we match up with teams that are more on the G5 level. Yeah. Because I think that there's a lot of good matchups there that the Warhawks might have a little bit of an edge on, but we won't know until next week. Yeah, no, that's fair. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Fred Lloyd Jr., 6'3", 220, looks like a big body at the wide receiver position. Is he going to be, uh, you know, a target near the goal line? Yeah, you got to think that he's going to be in the mix, but Tyrone Howell is going to be the bigger transfer coming in from K-State, I believe is where he was uh, coming in from. They really like running to these tall, lanky, long receivers to really have them go up and go grab the ball on the high ball especially around the red zone inside the 10, especially. So we might see him, but we might see some runs up the middle as well, just depending on how that offensive line is holding up. 
Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned uh, Zach Rasmussen at the tight end position. Looks like he's, you know, potentially a, a true tight end, you know, uh, uh, 6'4", 235, so he's got some heft to him. Uh, does he play uh, a little bit of inline and a little bit of split out, or what can tight fans expect from the tight end? No, he's mostly a, a, a tight to the, to the tackle line lineman, a guy that I'm interested to see, and, and maybe we do get some some peeks at him on Saturday, depending on what the the, the status of the score is and everything. Uh, Garrett uh, Common, he was a quarterback coming out of West Monroe, just across the river from from Monroe. Due to shoulder injuries, though, really not able to be an effective quarterback. But they made him with his size go out to the tight end position. So anxious to kind of see how he does running some routes, maybe getting some hits. And, and just seeing how that transition's going for him. You said the offensive line was uh, was still gelling. Who are some of the big cats, our big dogs up front to, to watch out for? Yeah, I mean, it definitely starts all in the middle with Zoran McGill. He's a JUCO transfer from Jones Community College. He came in in the spring and really just dominated. I mean, he, he was definitely the guy of that offensive line and, and showcased it. Does a great job up the middle. If you'll notice on the two games that we've had, any pressure that's come has come from the tackle positions where you do have some youth and inexperience. I say that they're sophomores, so they've been around the game a little bit. Uh, Kedrell Lewis is a San Jose State transfer. His backup, Stacey Wilkins from OU, they just transferred into ULM trying to look for more playtime. And so it's anxious to see again, as they are swapping in and out, because you'll see that the offensive line is in and out. They're not playing just the best five, best six guys. They'll play 10, 12, almost like a basketball roster. Nice, nice. Talk about uh, running back, junior Malik Jackson. He's the leading rusher. Looks like there's some distribution at the position. Who are some of the go-to backs? Yeah, it's Malik Jackson, ironically, right there from Opelika originally. Wound up going to Lufkin, Texas, and then to ULM. And then Andrew Henry. Andrew Henry is a, a third-year starter, always been getting the big touches, has good explosiveness through the offensive line. I think Malik, though, is more of kind of the all-purpose back, and so you'll see Malik probably a little bit more than Andrew Henry. Let's flip the, flip the field and talk defense a little bit. Uh, on paper, it looks like you guys are lining up in a, in a 3-3-5 when there's always sort of clever names about positions. I always uh, want to ask that, and so – uh, one lineup, our, our roster that I, I saw look like a 3-3-5 uh, with a bandit. Looks like maybe a hybrid outside linebacker and a star, uh, which is really I consider like a nickel corner. How do you guys deploy those, those positions? Uh, what kind of schematic do you see uh, on the defensive side? Yeah, it's it's really almost a 3-8. Honestly, those linebackers are more bigger defensive backs than they are uh, true linebackers. The guy really that I've been impressed with so far, uh, Tristan, Tristan Driggers, sophomore, he's got an interception each each week. Had a one opening week against Texas, one this past week against Nichols. Anxious to see, can he get another one this week? I think also on the defensive front, Caleb Thomas, a graduate, he's a big body. I mean, 6'1", right at 300 pounds. He, he holds his own there at the nose tackle position. And then, of course, another linebacker, cornerback, tweener, as we call him, uh, uh, Zach Woodard, another graduate transfer. He's a guy that that is just all over the place and is really the quarterback of that defense. He's the guy that's going to lead them and, and be the one to uh, set the tone. In the uh, secondary, who's the who's the biggest cover guy? Uh, who's the biggest thumper in the secondary? Yeah, I mean, the secondary really hasn't been 
tested. And I know that sounds weird with, with the, the big passing game there that Texas had, but they had a lot of deep balls that there was just nobody there. And so again, with it being so new into the season, trying to see what exactly does that look like? Was Texas that much faster and they were just blowing by the secondary? Is that just a bad secondary maybe that ULM has? Well, I, I don't think we really know. And, right. and, and so I don't think it's fair to kind of single out the individual guys without having a good comparison of what they're what they're really going to look like. No, that's fair. Uh, we should present uh, – Alabama should pre- present a, a pretty good opportunity. We're very young at the wide receiver, inexperienced at the wide receiver, and uh, one of the biggest knock coming out of the Texas – our Texas game last week uh, was separation, not able to get separation. A lot of riders uh, were, were saying that, you know, we're just completely devoid of speed and uh, separation uh, capability at the position. I think that's probably a little bit of a stretch, uh, but directionally, I think there's some truth to it. And so it might be an interesting test, you know, different different team, but it might be an area where I thought we had a chance to be strong and maybe we're not. So uh, we may get, to, may get to see a couple of these uh, – uh, secondary guys, how they uh, how they uh, how they play out. I love uh, and again, if I'm reading the roster right, I love the confidence uh, of the corners because you got uh, looks like a, a Lou Tillery wearing uh, sport number zero and uh, Deuce uh, Mayberry sport number one. Uh, I think I think if you could somehow somehow sort of draft sort of the, the I want to say cocky and in, in the wrong way, uh, but sort of the, your most confident players, those are numbers they're going to gravitate to, right? You got to go Buckshot Jones and double zero, man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, uh, let me get you out of here uh, on this one. I appreciate you spending some time with us uh, this season or sort of all time. Uh, favorite Warhawk? Man, you know, I, I really liked uh, Kinsman Lancaster. He was on that 07 team that went to Alabama and, and got the win, was able to pull off the miraculous down-the-stretch streak to get us to a 6-6 six and six in bowl eligibility that season. Uh, Colton Browning, obviously, the 2012 season, the guy that you see diving over the goal line in overtime to beat Arkansas. He was a great, plus being a lefty, you know, how could you not love him? Uh, Frank Gooden, another running back that was on that 07 team, another great guy there. Um there's just so many that I've seen throughout my time, man. And, and and if you want to really go old school, how could you go wrong against good old Stan the Man Humphreys? Right. Absolutely. How about that? Fantastic. Dusty, are you making the trip to Tuscaloosa this weekend? I am not. So part of my side gig, in addition to running Warhawk Report, part of the Rivals Network, is running Funbelt Podcast that covers all of the Sunbelt Conference. So I will be in Houston, Texas, watching Louisiana Lafayette against Rice. Fantastic. Fantastic. I love the name too. The, the fun belt, the sun belt, fun belt. I love that. Fantastic. I love it. Dusty, we appreciate you having on, uh, having you on, uh, good luck to the the Warhawks Saturday as well as the rest of the season and good luck to you and uh, all that you're doing. All right. Thanks man. All right. Take care. And welcome back. We appreciate uh, everyone listening to the interview. Again, Dusty Thibodeau, I thought, uh, had some really good information. Uh, helped us understand uh, the Warhawks a little bit uh, better, uh, the program that they're building there. And I suspect that they're a, a program on the rise. Uh, we're not going to see sort of their f- full fruition on Saturday, but uh, certainly something to uh, to look for. I think the next couple of seasons, they have a, ch- a chance to really sort of uh, bloom into something. And uh, of course, you got to see my useless musical knowledge, just uh, the satellites and, and Dan Baird. Man, I used to really love that music. And uh, so there you go. So anytime I hear uh, Thibodeau, 
makes me think of that. Uh, but we appreciate Dusty. We appreciate the interview. We appreciate you guys, uh, every single one of you listening uh, week after week. We do appreciate it. If you like this type of content, and uh, many of you have commented, hey, other podcasts don't do this interview. And, uh, and so we enjoy it. We hope that you enjoy it. If you do, I'm going to ask for two favors. If you enjoy it, go to your podcast download vehicle, whatever that is, and leave us a review. Hopefully five star. That'll help other people find us. If you like it, other people uh, will like it. And the high reviews uh, help us become more searchable. And uh, if you really like this content, you really like hanging out and you want to contribute to, because there's a cost in producing this. And if you want to contribute to more of this type of what I call like extra content, then uh, consider joining our support team where you'll get early access to this. Uh, you probably won't get a hold of this uh, outside of that program until Wednesday or Thursday, this interview. Uh, but it's going to be posted, a, a raw version of it uh, will be posted Tuesday night and uh, available for download at that time. So if that's something that's of interest to you, uh, if you support the, the show, uh, we greatly appreciate it. It's, it's next to no cost. Uh, there's a version that's uh, $2 a month. And so you can just enroll during the football season and cancel. No hard feelings. Or uh, there's an annual, which is $18. And so it's a little less than the 24 if you went to monthly. Sort of gives you the summer off, if you will. And uh, for $18 uh, uh, for a full year, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a really good program. It's a really good deal. And it, again, it helps us do content like this. All right. That's more explanation than it is hard sell. We love everyone that listens, even if you don't sign up for those things. Uh, it's just an opportunity uh, to support if you'd like. But that said, thank you all and roll tide. Thanks for listening to the Alabama Football Podcast. We love that you're tuned in and hope that you enjoyed the show. We encourage you to reach out and let us know what you like, where we can improve, or just to shout out a roll tide. We are where you are. iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, email newsletters, t-shirts, free roster downloads, and of course, on the web at alabamafootballpodcast.com. Check us out where you'll find easy links to your favorite way to follow the tie. Got that, Coach? Of course. Roll Tide. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.